Hey, what's up? This your boy HC, and welcome to another episode of 216 to the 202. So today we are going to definitely just jump right into the topic. Um, I've had a few people reach out to me um, in regards to, you know, today, today's children and the battle that they deal with with their sexuality. And, you know, it took me some time to kind of, you know, allow the stories that were shared with me to kind of, you know, process and and decide kind of which way I was going to approach things. Um, But, you know, today I am, you know, I'm an open book and I kind of want to share my story um, concerning, you know, me and who I am. So I know for me, um, you know, a lot of times people will ask the question like, oh, well, you know, how, how old were you, like, when you knew that you were gay? And, you know, like, for me, I think that that had always been, like, a difficult question to answer just because of my upbringing. Um, born and raised in a church, you know, so anybody that you know, was in the church or know people that was in the church or, ha- you know, just don't any that has anything to do with knowing of the church, know that, you know, being gay or, or, you know, indulging in homosexual activities is a sin. So for me, you know, I was like, oh no, like I wasn't, you know, I'm not gay, you know, no, I'm not gay. You know, I just like men. Um, which totally contradicts itself, but I was ashamed of who I was because of the atmosphere that I was around and I knew that they would judge me. So, you know, very early on, um, you know, like preteen, teen, you know, teenage years, like I knew what I was attracted to. However, like, I wanted to be accepted. Like, I wanted to be loved. And, you know, a lot of times in the church, it comes across as though, you know, like, if you, you know, kind of, like, drift away from the things that, you know, are pleasing to God, then, you know, he doesn't love you. So, you know, for me, I'm like, you know, oh, my God, like, no, I, I don't want to die and go to hell. Like, I don't, you know, I, very young, like, I don't know what this hell place is, but I don't want to go there. Like, oh my God, like, you know, they're saying that it's really hot. Like, you're going to be miserable. You know, I've heard so many stories. And for me, I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't want to die and go to hell. So, you know, like, I know that I like men, but I don't like men. So I'm going to get me a girlfriend. And, you know, it was cute. Like, the girls were cute that I dated, you know, but for me, it was just like, I felt like she complimented me and not I complimented her. And, you know, there were definitely certain things that I knew that women needed and not even just think, you know, talking sexually, but like emotionally that I could not provide for them. Um, but it was just like, you know, I just kind of, you know, strung along, went along with it, with everything. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I knew that's not what I was attracted to. 
Like, you know, I wholeheartedly love, you know, women. I think women are amazing, especially our black queens. You know, I love to see a woman pamper herself. You know, I love to see, you know, women take the time to get their hair done, get their their nails and their feet done and, you know, find the right dress that fits their figure and, you know, I love to see a woman walk in heels and I love when a woman smells good. Like those things are beautiful. Those things are amazing. I'm just not attracted to her in that type of way. So I had a moment where I was in prayer and, you know, I kind of had got to a place where I said, you know, I can't continue to go before God in prayer and I'm asking God to do a thing for me and I'm believing God's going to do that thing. But every time I go before God, it's a lie. Every time I, I go before him, I'm lying to him. So how am I lying to the man that knew who I was when he formed me in my mother's womb? He knew every struggle that I was going to face. He knew every hardship. He knew every up. He knew every down. He knew knows the in and the out. So how is it that I'm going to him? Acting like he don't know what's up. And I just got to a place where, you know, I just, I I had to be who I was. You know, people will, they'll, they'll argue and fight you to the end about, you know, you know, God can deliver you from being gay or, you know, God can cure you from being gay. And for me, God can do anything. God can do absolutely anything. Never took that away from him. Never will take that away from him. At the end of the day, God is all that I know. That's how I have made it here in my life because of God. But for me and my and, and, and who I am and in my sexuality, I was not going to God to say, oh my God, God removed me from this, from this desire. God, I, I don't I don't want to be like this. I don't want I don't want to do this. No, I I like men. That's that's who I am. That, that's what I do. What I want my listeners to know is at the end of the day, when you own who you are, people will respect you for who you are. For me, I was, you know, very young, right out of high school, went away to college, and I was dating um, this guy. And I just knew, like, this was my end all be all. Like, everything worked out perfect. Like, I was, you know, not that far away from home, had a church, like, had friends. Like, everything was perfect. But I was entangled, if I could use that word, with somebody that was on the down low. You know, I was with somebody that, you know, he liked what he liked, but he still had to maintain an image. And um, it got really nasty. 
you know, I won't go into to detail at this moment. You know, I, I have to, of course, you know, you know, wheel you guys in. So we will definitely get to that point. Um, we'll get to that point one of these days where I can kind of go into certain details about how how things there ended. But it got nasty. And it was made like I was the person that was trying to ruin this this man's marriage. He, while we were entangled, he had proposed to his wife. And I didn't know about it. It had came back around to me. So, I, you know, for, for me, I, I had to I had to play the game. You know, I, I could not, um, I, I couldn't go crazy because I was so far away from home. And at the end of the day, nobody knew that I was gay. So, like, I just couldn't pick up the phone and call my sister or call my mom. Like, oh, my God, let me see what's going on. I'm so pissed. Like, I'm about to roll up on them. I, I couldn't do that because nobody knew. So I carried that. I carried that. It was very heavy. It was very hard for me to deal with that because nobody knew. So I got depressed. I didn't know. I felt like I was going through like this whole like breakdown. I was dealing with like identity issues, like you know, I'm going to church and they're like throwing oil over me and they're like, they're speaking in tongues and they're like, you know, smacking me in the stomach and like, come out of here. And it's just like, but this is who I am. And I think sometimes what is not understood in the church is God is who is the creator. God knows Everybody and ev and and what everybody do and who everybody, you know who everybody is. So coming to me to believe God to bring me out of a situation that at the end of the day I'm like, why do I have to come out of this because this is who I am. It made it very, very difficult. And it just followed me throughout, you know, my 20s and just even now into my, you know, me being 30, where a lot of people that I really thought was my friends and a lot of people I really thought was like cool far as my family, like, we, we don't kick it like that. Like, we ain't cool. And at first, like, it really hurt. It was hurting my feelings, like, really, really bad. Like, I cannot believe, like, this is my cousin. Like, we talk all the time. Like, this is my good girl. Like, you know, how is it that because I'm living my life, like, you don't want to be my friend no more. And 
for a moment, it kind of took me away from church. And I never stopped loving God. I never stopped believing in God. I never stopped praying, but I stopped going to the physical building. And it was a, I I literally went through a season where, you know, like I would, you know, I would, I would pay tithes and offerings through Givelify, but I wasn't going into that building. What I'm going to the building for? Because at the end of the day, I'm supposed to be able to go and walk into church no matter how I am. Whether I'm sober, whether I'm completely drunk, whether I'm straight, whether I'm gay, whether I'm black, white, purple, green. I'm supposed to be able to walk into this place that you are telling me is a spiritual hospital. But it got to a place that it was so bad that I was like the talk around the church. And I think it was hard for me because I just couldn't understand how these people could say that they love God and, you know, they love everybody. But they were so quick to put me down. They were so quick to, like, you know, stick up their nose at me. So for me, I had to, you know... I had to have a moment with myself. So if I can point out the first thing that I want you guys to do, I want you guys to be who you are at the end of the day. If I was talking to, you know, if, if I was giving a a speech amongst thousands of, you know, children and young adults and even older adults, be who you are. The problem is we are so busy trying to live to please other people that you end up 50, 60, 70, and you never lived your life. So at 50, 60, 70, you think that you can kick it like you're 21 because when you were 21, 25, 30, you were so busy trying to please everybody. Look at, for example, look at the marriage rate alone in the church. Because what happens is, you know, we're human and we we grow up and we start to have these feelings. And we find somebody to be entangled with. And they tell you it's better to marry than it is to burn. So you get married with lack of understanding what marriage truly is. Do I believe that, you know, men and women should just be out here just sleeping with any and everybody? I do not. I wholeheartedly believe that our body is a temple. For me, 
you know, when I, when I'm talking to, you know, my friends and I'm talking to other people, I'm letting them know that even when you are being sexually active, you have to be careful because in school and, 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 you know, church, you know, they tell, they talk to us about STDs, which in the world STD is, it stands for sexually transmitted disease, but STD also can stand for spiritually transmitted diseases as well. So a lot of times you can lay down with somebody and you become intimate with them. And when when the intimacy is over and y'all go on about y'all business, the spirit that they have been dealing with has now transferred onto you. So now you are carrying something that you wasn't even supposed to be dealing with. So now wonder you're trying to figure, it's like, oh my God, I feel like I'm about to kill myself because that's the spirit that you won't even, you wouldn't even supposed to be dealing with. I'm going to leave that right there and let that sink in for somebody. But be who you are. Be who you are, please. And my second point, I only had two points for tonight. Own who you are. Own it. If if you are, if you are a crackhead, be the best crackhead that you can be. If you're a drug addict, an alcoholic, whatever you are, I'm saying that to say, do not allow, don't don't allow somebody else to come around you and you're lying to them just to keep their company. Oh, no, I don't drink no more. Mm-mm, no, I don't do that. Mm-mm-mm. You do. You do that. That's who you are. And if, I don't like that you drink and that you get high and that you shoot up, then I will remove myself from hanging around you. But don't, I don't need you to want my friendship so much that you have to lie to me. Or, you know, let me just, let me, you know, let me not drink no more because I really, 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 really want to be his friend. No. When you stop doing things, it's because you desire to stop doing them. There's a lot of things that I don't condone in. But guess what? At the end of the day, I'm not giving out any unsolicited advice, for one. And for two, that's what you do. That's who you are. You may not agree with what I do. You know, for for me, before... Before I brought my boyfriend around, it was like, well, this is who I, this is who I am. But yes, I'm gay. But at the same time, guess what? I am educated. I don't have a record. I still love God. I love my family. I have a pure heart. And I think a lot of times that's what people don't understand. At the end of the day, no matter what it is that you that, that you are or that you may be dealing with, it doesn't take away from the fact that you are still a good person. We have enough people in the world that are evil. We are still dealing with... Ugh, all of this 
chaos in the news with, you know, the police violence, you know, in the black community, we are dealing with this psychopath that's in the White House. You know, we have, you know, a sex offenders list. Like, there are so many people in the world that are just vicious. But because I'm gay, I'm like, it doesn't mean that I'm me. I'm not one of them. So don't judge me off of my sexuality. Don't judge me off who I sleep with. Because when I wake up and I go to bed, it ain't with you. At the end of the day, this is who I am. I didn't come into this world and say, I want to be beat up on and I want to be bullied on. So now, not only am I a man and I have to deal with the issues of being a man, I am black and I also have to deal with the issues of being black. And then I'm gay, so I feel like now I have to overly approve myself. And that's why people don't understand why in the LBGT community, we are very successful because me just being a black man, a black successful man, like, oh, it wasn't good enough. So now, you know, I got to do, I got to go back and get another degree. I got to go back and start a business. I have to, now I got to go back and, you know, like, you know, just, just win the whole world over because, I'm a threat to society. I have had women I have worked with that have completely hated me because I have taken the time to make sure that my beard was perfectly lined up and that my nails were done and my cuticles looked amazing and that my feet was done and theirs wasn't. I have had men that are married. Okay, watch this. Are married for years that are in my inbox. And my response to them has always been, if you want to be with me and you so serious, divorce your wife. I'm not breaking up a happy home because at the end of the day, you divorce your wife. I, I don't, I still don't want you. But the thing is, I say that to say a lot of men want the marriage and the side. At the, at, it don't work that way. You can't have both. You yeah, you got to pick what you want. And whatever you pick, you need to stay with it. Oh, no, no, I can't divorce my wife. Then what you doing? Slap? Maybe I should take a screenshot and send it to your wife and tell her how you in my inbox flirting with me then. But then on Wednesday, she your woman crush Wednesday. Like, let's do, should I go there? Hmm. Because they are not who they are. They're living a lie. Life is so precious. Live your life to the fullest.
whatever you are, be who you are, own who you are. Once you do that, the people that are supposed to be your friends, the people that are supposed to be in your support system, your support circle, they will be there. And if that means that, you know, your best cousin and your favorite sister is not in your circle, that's okay. Because when you close your eyes and you take your breath for the very last time, you need to be in a space where you can say, baby, I live my life. I live my life. Get educated about LBGT rights. Look way back to the Stonewall riots. We are preparing for the March on Washington. Look back and look look at the people that marched with Dr. King. How they were you know, they, they were gay, but they could not come out and be who they were because in that time, it, they were looked down on. So now, you know, my biggest focus is to, you know, break these barriers of of injustice. But, I, you know, what, you know, I can't be gay because they're, they're really not going to take me serious. No. So I'm going to leave you with a quote from... FDR, Franklin D. Roosevelt, when you come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hang on. I want you guys to think on that. I want you guys to let this message just touch your soul. Be you. I promise you, it's the best thing in the world. Be you. I want you to get to a place in your life where you you look back at certain things that you thought was going to break you and you can have a good laugh at it. At the end of the day, be who you are. Own who you are. You are special. You are important. You are what it takes to be the next big whatever you want to be in life but it all starts with you owning and being who you are i love y'all peace